The pressure was on Ilya Sorokin, and he came up big. The Islanders steal a point from the Avalanche. We have our key takeaways, plus the latest injury news, and a whole lot more, all coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show, including the Islanders' one nothing shootout loss to the Colorado Avalanche. But first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've discussed on the show, or maybe you have a topic you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So please join me for some instant insight and analysis. It's always great to interact with fellow Islanders fans, game time or any time. So again, email, tweet, you can leave comments on our YouTube page, whatever way works best for you. What can you say about the performance of Ilya Sorokin? last night against the Avalanche. Think about what was going on coming into this game. The New York Islanders knew that they did not have Semyon Varlamov available. Sorokin was on a five-game losing streak. He had not been playing well over that time period. And Varley, not available. Uh... Lou Lamarillo confirmed that before the game, said it was a day-to-day thing. The Islanders called Corey Schneider up on an emergency basis from Bridgeport, so Schneider is serving as the backup. We know what's happening in the standings with the Islanders no longer in the top four in the Metropolitan Division because Carolina, Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Rangers all on hot streaks And the Devils, who have cooled off a little bit, 
Well, they were so far ahead of the Islanders that it really, you know, they couldn't catch up. So, this road trip against all these top teams, you're in a situation where you need all the points you can get. And what happens? Ilya Sorokin steps up. 46 saves in 65 minutes of hockey. Only lets in one goal in the shootout, but the Islanders didn't score any. But you know what? Officially, even though it's a loss for Ilya Sorokin, it's a shutout for Ilya Sorokin. And look, let's face it. When you look at this game from beginning to end, the Islanders were outskated, outshot, outplayed. Uh, I'm not going to say that they were necessarily out-hit, but they were not the better team in this game. They did not have the better scoring chances. They didn't have as many scoring chances. And from start to finish, this was a game where the, the New York Islanders did not deserve to even get a point. They got a point because Ilya Sorokin put this team on his back, and came up big time and time again. And Miko Rantanen of Colorado had 10 of the 46 shots on goal in this game. I don't have to tell you how good this Avalanche team is, even with all the injuries that they're dealing with. You still have Rantanen, Nichuskin, uh Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, some of the better players who can create and and move the puck very, very well, and yet the Islanders managed to come away with a point in a game where they were thoroughly, thoroughly outplayed. And you just got to tip your hat to the goalie because he was the difference maker in this game. For the Islanders, you know, it... it this is more or less their formula for winning. And, and, and they, they don't mind being outshot. They try to limit the quality scoring chances that the opposition has. That they didn't necessarily do to great effect last night in Denver. But they count on their goalie to come up big. And they count on the team to get just enough offense to, to get the job done. They didn't get the offense. But what they did do uh, was get the great goaltending. And again, other than the goaltending, this was a sloppy game. They still had trouble clearing the puck out of their own zone. They still weren't taking the shots they needed to take. They still, I mean, you, you look at the numbers. Matthew Barzal, two shots. Brock Nelson, one shot. Anders Lee, three. Your three most dynamic offensive players in this game totaled six shots on goal. That is generally not a recipe for victory. Who led the team in shots on goal? Noah Dobson, a defenseman with four. Anders Lee had three. Scotty Mayfield had three. Everyone else, two, one, or zero. And... You know, that just isn't going to get the job done. But here, let's let's hand out some kudos here. Who led the Islanders in hits in this game? Well, I'll tell you who was second. Scott Mayfield, who continues to play well. He had four. 
You know who led the Islanders in hits? Oliver Wallstrom. Pretty impressive. Wally with five hits. And who had uh, three block shots? Two, three different players, actually. Four had three block shots. None of them were defensemen. Casey Sezikis, Matt Martin, they had three. But then Anders Lee blocked three shots, and Matthew Barzal blocked three shots. The Islanders were not afraid to back check, to, to uh, p- sacrifice their body at times. They did some things, you know, okay. I mean, Wallstrom made a very nice play defensively to break up a potential scoring chance. But overall, you stole a point tonight with Ilya Sorokin being outstanding. But I can tell you right now, they're going to need more of this from Ilya Sorokin because this team still isn't playing well enough to, to win consistently. And you got to be happy with the fact that they stole a point in this game. By the way, uh, a couple of more kudos here. J.G. Pajot, 16 out of 22 in the faceoff circle. Casey Sezikis, 11 out of 17. Those guys really had good days in the faceoff dot. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have the latest injury updates, and boy, uh, there's a lot of them right now. So we'll discuss the injury situation, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, all that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season, basketball, World Cup. We've got it all covered at betonline.net. And yes, that does include the National Hockey League. And if you love sports podcasts, you could even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And hey, Maybe you want to turn your knowledge of the Islanders into an opportunity to place some bets. Islanders at Madison Square Garden on Thursday. Check out the odds at Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So Lula Morello had a press conference on Monday morning to give the latest updates on the Islanders' injury situation. And it's not so pretty right now. Uh, Officially, we find out Semyon Varlamov, lower body injury day to day. The fact that right now, Corey Schneider was recalled on an emergency loan basis from Bridgeport for the game in Colorado. 
tells me that the Islanders do not believe that Varlamov is going to miss significant time. Now, Lou Lamorello, as we all know, is going to tell you as little as possible when it comes to injury information or anything else like that. But, at the very least, uh, we know Varley is a lower body injury and he is day-to-day. That doesn't mean anything anymore, but here's what it does mean. It's not a concussion. We know that much about Varley, whether it's a strained muscle or a pulled muscle or uh, a bruise, a bone bruise. We do not know. All we know is it's somewhere below his waist, I guess, is what a lower body injury would be. So, Varley day-to-day, Corey Schneider called up, served as the backup. He can serve as the backup for one more game, and that would be Thursday's game at the Garden, uh, before they have to actually officially try to pass him through waivers and recall him. But let's hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, You know, the Islanders playing Thursday and then Friday this week to close out the pre-holiday schedule, and they're coming back home. They'll play at Madison Square Garden on Thursday and then at home Friday against the Florida Panthers. Meanwhile, uh, we also learned earlier today, uh, or earlier Monday, excuse me, that uh, Adam Pellick, has not resumed skating yet. Now, again, officially, Lou Lamorello says, yeah, he's still day-to-day. But if he hasn't even started skating on his own, I I think it's a long shot that Pellick returns before the holiday break. Again, two games left before the holiday break. If he hasn't started skating as of Monday, it'd be tough to imagine him being ready to play Thursday or Friday, but stranger things have happened. The only thing is you got to figure if he's already missed more than a week, it's going to take him some time to skate and get back into shape and be ready for, uh, you know, for game time. So that's the situation there. Meanwhile, upper body injuries for Kyle Palmieri and Cal Clutterbuck. We got updates on that from Lou Lamorello as well. Clutterbuck's injury not related to his previous injury, for whatever that's worth. Uh, But right now, they are officially out with upper body injuries day to day. So, you know, it's possible that either one of them can be back. In the meantime, with them out as scratches, we again get Hudson Fashing, who played nine and a half minutes had one shot on goal, won the only faceoff he took, and had two hits. I like the way Fashing plays. And then Simon Holmstrom, who had one shot on goal, played 14 minutes and 14 seconds, and had one takeaway. Interesting to me also, and I wanted to touch on this, is that sort of uh, ends the injury segment. But for the shootout, kind of interesting to me that you had Holmstrom, Barzal, and Bavillier out there. Holmstrom, I don't mind giving him a chance to see what he could do. Barzal, again, not a natural goal scorer. Didn't use his speed, which is his best asset, his skating and his speed, to his advantage on the shootout, did not score. And then Bavillier, who tends not to take enough shots as it is, uh, 
kind of curious. You know, we don't see Dobson. We don't see Parise, who is a veteran. We don't see Wallstrom, who may have the best shot out there. And how about Lee and Nelson? Why aren't we seeing the players on this roster who have the best shot, who know, you know, who shoot most often? And look, Wallstrom has probably the heaviest shot on this team. Bar, uh, Brock Nelson probably has, you know, the most dangerous shot on this team. To not use either one of those guys in the shootout uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I said, I didn't mind trying Holmstrom. We didn't see Bailey again, which I think was a wise move. But Bavillier and Barzal are not... I mean, I could see going with Barzi because of the fact that he's your most dynamic offensive player. But Nelson... Definitely should be out there. Lee could be out there. Parise, a veteran, could be out there. Wallstrom, there were so many players who I think would have been wiser choices than Beauvillier, Holmstrom, and Barzal. So not quite understanding why Lane Lambert went about it that way when all was said and done. And look, the Islanders did not even come close in the shootout. And it was frustrating. Holmstrom and Barzal both did the exact same thing. Came in, faked, faked, got too close to the goalie, tried a backhander, had no angle, easy save for Georgiev. And then, you know, Bavillier faked himself out, didn't even get a shot on goal. And, you know, that was do or die where the Islanders, that was their third and final opportunity and they couldn't quite get it done. So got to do better if you're Lane Lambert with the shootout choices. You know, this is, what is this, their second shootout of the year. So you may not fully know who is the best out there, but don't you practice this? I mean, here we are... uh, December 20th is today. We're, we're two, more than two and a half months into the season. Starting in training camp, you should be practicing your shootouts. You should know who your best shootout players are. And I just don't see the Islanders going to them in this situation. They easily could have gotten that second point, which would have been so important but they come up short, and it was disappointing. You know, I just want to see you maximize your opportunities. And to me, Holmstrom, Barzell, and Bavillier is not the way you maximize your opportunities to win a shootout. We have got more to get to on today's show. We've got some uh, final thoughts about this road trip and where the Islanders stand heading into the final two games before the holiday break. Plus, of course, our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And today is the 52nd birthday of former Islanders forward Travis Green. Green, drafted by the Isles. In the second round of the 1989 NHL entry draft, didn't make his Islanders debut until 1992-93. Had three really strong seasons in the WHL with the Spokane Chiefs. 
including a 51-goal, 102-point season in 88-89 in just 72 games. Did even better the following year, <clears throat> where he had 60 goals uh, and 128 points in 75 games with two teams. But with the Islanders, came up in 92-93, stayed with the team through the trade deadline in 97-98 when he was dealt to the Anaheim Ducks. Later played with the Coyotes, the Maple Leafs, the Bruins, back to the Ducks, back to the Maple Leafs, and then finished out his career with a year in Switzerland in 07-08. His best season with the Islanders, 1995-96, 25 goals, 70 points in 69 games, so a point-a-game season there. Had two 20-goal seasons with the Isles, 96-97, managed to do it again. Green, a really solid second or third center on any roster. He was, you know, decent defensively, solid but not spectacular offensively, and always a good teammate. 6'1", 195, not bad. Uh, size for the early 90s. We're going to go back and look at one of Travis Green's better games as an Islander. November 30th, 1993, at the Old Barn, the Nassau Coliseum, Capitals and Islanders. Ron Hextall, the goalie for the Islanders. Rick Tabaracci in goal for the Caps. And it was the Capitals on the board first, just a minute and a half into the game. Mike Ridley, his seventh from Callie O'Hanson and Randy Burridge, Officially at 128, Isles down 1-0. Then Mick Vakoda and Craig Berube dropped the gloves. Berube would later play for the Islanders. That happened at 227. But our Islanders' birthday of the day, Travis Green. His fifth of the year, Pat Flatley and Scott Lachance, the assists at 153, 2-0, Islanders. The Caps, uh, excuse me, 1-1. The Caps regained the lead, Todd Krieger. His fifth from Ally Afraidy and Mike Ridley at 3.51, and the goals are coming fast and furious. The Islanders answer. Less than two minutes later, Travis Green is second of the game, sixth of the season. Marty McGinnis, Pat Flatley, the assist at 5.54. You thought we were done in this period, but no. Tom Curvers of the Islanders, off for interference. Kevin Hatcher on the power play for the Capitals. His fifth from Mike Ridley and Al Iafrady. Capitals with a 3-2 lead. But Derek King answers 35 seconds later. His 12th from David Volok and Pierre Turgeon at 8.02. We're th- all even at 3-3. And then Benoit Hogue, his 10th from Steve Thomas and Vladimir Malakov at 16-17. At the end of the first period, Islanders with a 4-3 lead. In the second period, Vakoda and Barubi drop the gloves a second time. In the third period, we get back to the goal scoring and Travis Green, our Islanders' birthday of the day, completes his only NHL hat trick, his seventh of the year. Marty McGinnis, the only assist, Isles up 5-3. Dmitry Kristich scores a minute 13 after Green his 12th from Dave Poulin and Todd Krieger makes it 5-4. And then the Islanders ice the win with a goal by Derek King, Pierre Turgeon, and Vladimir Malakov. The assists at 14:57. Islanders skate away with a 6-4 win for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Travis Green. Three goals. He was a plus three. 
He potted the game-winning goal, and yes, he scored his three goals on three shots on goal. Also took a minor penalty. Ron Hextall, 34 saves to earn the win. Islanders outshot in this one, 38-24, but they still come away with the win in part because of the performance of Travis Green, and Green is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So this road trip, uh, right now, we are at the point where the Islanders got a point in Boston, two points in Vegas, a point in Colorado. They are, right now, at four points with two games left before the holiday break. We said that this difficult six-game stretch we were hoping for six points. They need to win one of these two remaining games before the holiday break in order to get to that point. So hopefully they can do that. I'd love to see them get more than that, but they are on pace. The problem is that they have not fixed some of these fundamental difficulties that have essentially been plaguing them most of the season. The good news is that this team is finding ways to get a win against Vegas, a point against Boston, a point against uh, against Colorado. They're finding ways to, to add points. The problem is that other teams are adding points even quicker. Right now, the Islanders in fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. Two points behind Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh has two games in hand. Three points behind the Rangers and six points behind first place New Jersey and second place Carolina. But both of those teams have two games in hand on the Islanders. Let's try to get two more wins in these last two games. Playing the Rangers next and beating them in regulation would be huge for this team without question. And let's hope... They can pull that off at Madison Square Garden on Thursday. And I'll say this also, believe it or not, this is going to be the final meeting, I believe, between the Islanders and the Rangers this year. Having them only play three times, big disappointment. I love the rivalry. I love, I'd like to see more divisional games. I know that was something that Lou Lamorello also touched on at his Monday morning press conference, and I'm hoping the league can do more to have some, at least everyone play every other team in their division four times. But let's see what they can figure out. Want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your next listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back tomorrow. We will have our weekly farm report and the latest updates on the Islanders' injury situation and any other important news coming your way. So make sure you join us for that. I'm Gil Martin. I want to thank you again for tuning in today. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.